morning. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. We didn't have as long a video transition there, and I was like, oh man, I gotta go. I gotta get out there. Can we just stand to our feet all across the room for just a minute this morning? I just want us to just open up with a quick word of prayer. Lord, I thank you for your truth. And your truth is this, Father, that for 75 years you have had your hand upon this church. And for 75 years, God, you have been setting a foundation that each and every person that's standing to their feet right now has the privilege and the honor to be able to stand upon. A foundation that has been laid, Father, through countless hours and resources being sown financially and time and spiritually. There have been prayers that have gone across this entire sanctuary across this entire city at other church locations god where you have poured your spirit out upon each and every one of us and so father i pray that it would be more than just a song that we would sing of holy spirit come it would be more than just lyrics that would be sung from our mouth but god that truly our hearts this morning would stand upon a strong foundation of your word, a strong foundation of prayer, a strong foundation of investing in the next generation, a strong foundation, God, of leading through serving, God, a strong foundation of faithfulness. And I pray that today, God, you would instill in our hearts a transfer of faithfulness, an increase of faithfulness, God. A, a, a moment where faith would rise inside of our hearts, God, where we would realize that faithfulness, God, isn't just about church attendance. Faithfulness is living a life that says, regardless of what's happening around me, I will be faithful to who God is, what he's done in my life. I will continue to declare the faithfulness of who he is, and God, that we will build upon that foundation. God, that today, today, you will increase in our hearts and our lives. That today you will deposit into us, God, a fresh word. God, I pray that young people in this room today will see through the example of one who has gone before God, one who has lived a life of faithfulness. God, that they will see that and be inspired to live a life of faithfulness themselves. God, to those who have been serving you for quite some time, those who have been maybe walking the journey of faithfulness, I pray that today they will realize that their journey is not over, but God, that you still have a plan and you still have a purpose and you still desire to use them. God, you are faithful to meet with us here in this room, in this place today. And so we give you our attention and our focus and tune our hearts towards you today. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. amen. You may be seated. You know, I have the privilege today of sharing with you uh, from my heart. I know that many of you uh, were, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because it's been a few weeks actually since I've shared, and, and even today I won't be able to share as much because I want to take you to a moment, a moment of me sitting down 
with someone who I would consider really a hero in my life. It's interesting because when you, when you really think about it, heroes are born some ways around us, and we don't even recognize that maybe they're even around us, they're walking among us. Today we have uh, the privilege of looking at a hero here at Bethany, someone who has been faithful throughout the years of serving not only here at this church, but also our community. If you were to go around and ask people throughout our community, hey, will you tell me about Sis Clay or Audrey Clay? If you were to go around and ask that question, people would tell you, man, what an amazing woman, someone who loves Jesus, someone who's been faithful, someone throughout the years who's been through many, many seasons. And I had the privilege of sitting down with someone that, I will call Sis Clay. In fact, that's how I'm going to refer to her throughout the day is, is Sis Clay. But I sat in her home and was able to hear stories about what God has been doing throughout the past 75 years. Today we want to look at the legacy of leading through faithfulness. The definition of faithfulness is, is very simple. It's, it's reliable. It's trusted. It means it's full of faith. It means it's true to one's promises. It, it means it's steady and allegiance. When I think of Sis Clay and I think about the life that she's lived, I can see all those words at play. Reliable, trusted, full of faith, true to one's promise, and steady in allegiance. And this morning, this is her story. Let's watch. Well, I am so excited to be here in your home, uh, sis. I call you sis. So many people call Fine. you sis. Others called you Audrey uh, Clay. And uh, it's just fantastic to be here. So thank you so much for allowing us to, to be in your home. Um, God has just really shown himself faithful to you through the years. And uh, I love every time we have an interaction and I just get to hear more of your story and hear about the story of our church, and really the two go hand in hand, don't they? Right, exactly, they do. So kind of walk me back to some of those earlier years. I mean, so it's Bethany Chapel in the beginning. Right. Sister Annabelle has faithfully been starting and pioneering this new work, and God's doing some stuff through some of the kids, and kids ministry, right? Kind of there in Deerfield yeah. Park. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And then you and Art kind of come onto the scene, your husband. Um, kind of walk us through a little bit of that. Okay. Do you mind if I back up just a little bit? It's your home. You can okay. back up as much All as you right. want. <laughs> About the naming of the church, yeah. uh, one of the co-founders, Donna Liebler, named it Bethany. She just didn't pull that out of the air. But she said Bethany was the place that Jesus loved to go. And what a great start for us, for every building we were ever in, for every time we met together, our goal, our purpose was wanting Jesus to come and be there to encourage people. Yeah. Well, when I think about that, when, when we set an environment for Jesus to come, he's always faithful to do that, isn't he? Always faithful. Always faithful. 
But I think he appreciates a special invitation. I do. <laughs> I think it's nice when our people have been very conscious of the fact that it's his presence that changes, makes a difference yeah. in people. So I know in the, you've told me some of the stories about um, when you and Art first came, I mean, really, they had created an environment for the presence of God and you guys got asked leave, but it's kind of a funny story here because if, if my memory serves me correctly, you were just there to observe and just kind of see what was happening and yet Art preached, is that right? Correct. The, the, the Bethany Assembly of God were having a revival okay, meeting with a couple by the name of the musical Vanderplugs. So we decided to take some of our people from Dundee, our little church in Dundee, over. So we got in the building, we sat down and we waited and we waited. The evangelist didn't show up. <laughs> and suddenly Miss Annabelle came off of the platform, handed my husband a red children's Bible, and said, we are happy to have the young pastor from Dundee, and he will be bringing us the word tonight. <laughs> I looked at my husband and I said, what are you going to do now? He said, I'm going to go preach. Wow. And then three weeks later, we received the invitation to come and pastor the church. Man. Talk about just faithfulness, even even being faithful to God's word, really, in the beginning. I mean, as I've talked with many people about art and his history and the legacy, everyone has always talked about how faithful art was, faithful in the community, faithful to love people. And what are some of those fond memories that you can think of, of just moments where, where you saw, you know, our first pastor here at Bethany, um, you know, our, your husband, just faithfully serving the community and some of that. Yes, um, I'm thinking back where some of, in the beginning, God had kind of led and directed and shown him. Um, I never forget uh, one evening when we were having service and a man brought his little girl up to be prayed for. And so my husband prayed a prayer for her healing, and then the man turned around and started to walk back, and the Lord spoke to my husband's heart and said, call him back and pray for her as though it were, were your daughter with the illness, and he did. And I think some of it from that time on made him understand that of reaching out Two people with that heart, the heart of God, not just doing it as a matter of, well, this is what you're supposed to do in ministry. Because his whole style, if I could call it that, of prayer, praying for people, it went into a new dimension, mm -hmm. a real heartfelt, reaching out in the community and loving people in the community. And uh, I remember him in barber shops witnessing to people. I remember he heard about a man who was a barber. And this man was known as the town drunk. And so he felt he needed to go, even though he didn't always appreciate the haircuts. But he went, <laughs> witness to this man. Did he sacrifice his hair for the gospel? <laughs> uh, I think he still knew how to style it, so okay, it looked right. pretty good. <laughs> uh, but he um, 
This man came to church, and of all things, he played a violin. He played a violin. He started playing in the services, and from that day forward until the day, years and years later, when he retired and moved away, he served the Lord with his whole heart. The people in town, when this man first became a Christian, said it will never last. Mm -hmm. But God is faithful, isn't he? he is. God is faithful, and it lasted. Come on, that's yeah. awesome. I love hearing stories yeah. like that. I mean, I'm sure that you could probably tell us so many stories of the faithfulness of God is, because behind every story is a name. Exactly. And every name has a story that's attached to it. And, and I know as you even think across, like, I mean, it's 75 years we're celebrating. Now, how long have you been attending Bethany then? I think it's 67 years. 67 years. Correct. So you have faith, I mean, not only have you been faithful to just what God's doing here at Bethany, but I mean, you've sat underneath multiple, multiple leaders mm -hmm. uh, and pastors. And so a lot of people may not always know this piece of the story, but I mean, so your husband, you guys are faithfully serving, God's doing great things. I mean, the first building you guys um, did, talk us through that a little bit and what was happening there. And um... The first building, was Airport Road. And uh, that was very, very exciting. We had no money, <laughs> hmm. but God, again, faithful. And I remember when my husband and one of the board members would meet in the mornings and go out and just walk and walk and pray. And uh, this man that was a board member knew bankers and, and God just supplied in a marvelous way um, did a lot of, um, let me see, what can I say, did a lot of trying to raise the funds, okay. had bricks for the church. Our congregation could buy, a member of the congregation could buy a brick, donate the money, and then that brick would be used in the building of the church. And so I sat with Sis in her house, and you'll hear more pieces of it. As she talked about the faithfulness of who God is. Think about faithfulness. 67 years serving a church. 67 years being here and being a part. And I, I know we have some, some others who are a little bit longer timer. You know, Kenny Martin, he, he claims that he is the longest standing person. There he is right back there. Come on, Kenny. Kenny, why don't Kenny stand real quick? Come on, Kenny. Let's give Kenny a big hand. Kenny Martin, he, he says, I remember being in the, huh? Your brother Jim was too. Come on. So like God, God has been doing things through the lives of individuals who have been faithful throughout the years. And what I've heard throughout all of the different seasons and times here at Bethany has been this, that there were seasons when people would sow seed, seasons where people would buy bricks. In fact, Sis tells the story about when they were buying the bricks and stuff, she says literally people bought the bricks off of the 
from the construction site. Like literally it was like this brick right here is going for the building. Like it was that specific type of a moment. There have been stories of people who mortgaged their homes so that we could actually be in this building right here. There were people who sacrificially sowed seeds throughout the entire season. Why? Because they understood the faithfulness of who God is. And I, I just want to challenge us with another thought for again, but this is just one step, one simple little tiny step. Can I tell you it costs more than $300,000 to build this building? Costs, costs more than that. Costs more than that to build many of the other buildings. This is just one simple little step that we're asking us as a church body to make a faith movement. I know many of us have said things like, well, Pastor Brian, do we really, I mean, like the building's fine. The, the building needs updating. So the exciting thing is, is, is we've had uh, right around $89,000 that's been pledged. But $89,000 is not $300,000. And so for those of you who have stepped up and said, man, thank, you know, like we're, we're going to sow seed. I remember when God first put the number on my heart. This is how it went with Kasha and I. Uh, Kasha said, has the Lord told you the number for the faith move? And I was like, uh, uh, yeah. And she's like, do you have it? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, what is it? I'm like, I, uh, why don't you tell me at the same time? And uh, because it was a, it was a larger number. It was a, it was a, it was a, it's a faith move. I'll just say that. And I won't say specifically it was, but, but it is a significant faith move for us. And honestly, in the natural, I, I don't know how we're going to do it, but I know in the supernatural that God will do it. Because why? Because I've seen him time after time after time do that very same thing in my life. And so we both said one, two, three, boom, and we both said the same exact number. And we were like, okay, let's figure out what do we got to do. We were getting away this weekend, and we were scheduled to get away. And uh, I'd been gone uh, on the missions trip, which was a great trip, and God did great things. But we were going to get away, and, and I'm looking at our finances and going, no, we don't, we don't have extra money to get away, honestly. And Kasha's is like, I don't care. We can just go somewhere, and we'll just do whatever. And all of a sudden, we get a text from our best friends. And they're like, hey, we, just, we, we think you should come into uh, Lansing. We'll put you up in a hotel. We'll take you out for dinner. We'll take care of everything. Literally, like, just like that. Like, just a text. We want to take you out for dinner. We want to bless you. They had no idea what Kasha and I had committed to. They had no idea what we were looking at. They had no idea the, the things that were going through my mind as I was looking at our finances. Okay, we got to adjust these things, you know. Nope, can't go to Starbucks here. Can't do this, you know. like Because a faith move requires some faith on your side. And so... We trusted God in that, and we made that, and, and it's so cool to see how God has already started showing himself faithful. Because guess what? God's in, even in the little details. You know, I, I believe God even wants to bless you in moments where it's like, I need, a break, I need a break to get away with my wife because I need to invest in my marriage. Can, how many of you know marriage takes investment? Man, I could preach a whole sermon right now, and I'm telling you, I'm a little itchy right now, and I, I'm not supposed to be speaking this long because we got a lot of video, but here's what I want to tell you. Make a faith move. Make a faith move with us. And, and I would say some of us maybe wrote down something on here that we knew we could do. Can I just challenge you to a question? This is the only question I have. Was that the faith move God asked you to make? 
Because I know what I could easily do, but I know what God asked me to do. And it's a faith move. And we want to encourage you to be a part of it. Guess what? $88,000 or $89,000 is not going to be enough to do all the projects. We've already spent $22,000 on the parking lot. So guess what? It's slowly going away. The next project that we're doing is kids ministry. That's the big project that's happening literally right now. And guess what? We're not going to just keep just spending the money and just if we don't have it come in. So we need the church to step up and make a faith move with us, and we're trusting God in that. Now, I'm believing God's going to do it because I believe the things that the Lord laid on my heart are us making a faith move together. Throughout the years, people have sacrificed, and you're going to hear the story of what it means to take people one step closer. And I love what Sis is getting ready to share because she's going to talk about how church is a family. So look at your neighbor right now and say, we're family. Come on, some of you are laughing because you're like, if they're a part of my family, yes. Come on, we're family. Come on, look at them and say, no, seriously, we're family. You're stuck with me. Come on, just say that. Say, you're stuck with me. Because we're family. The thing that brought me so much comfort when I was thinking about all of this was when I think about faithfulness, I mean, honestly, I can't, I can't think of someone who's been more faithful throughout some really, really difficult seasons. And um, I mean, when your husband passed away... And we had lost two babies. See? Early early pregnancy and then our little girl we'd been through that his mother came to take care of me died in the home where we lived the first night she was there so yeah but you know as i look back you know i think that well i gotta let you go are you ready yeah yeah i think what has helped me and you didn't ask this but when I was four years old, my father was not a Christian, mom was. She found a church and happened to be AG, our neighbors took us. And the Sunday school teacher said to me, how would you like to have a best friend for life? She didn't say, do you want to invite Jesus into your heart? That was her first question. I thought, best friend? And back then, little girls had best friends, and I did. And that's why I think whenever something difficult would happen, it was like I would reach out for my best friend. Mm -hmm. And it made a huge difference. Didn't mean that I didn't shed tears and, you know, help me, Lord, to get through this. But there was that faithfulness of God to be there, to be present. Mm -hmm. So, I love that idea of the best friend. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, part of your story and part of the story of this church is, I mean, your husband passes away, 42 mm -hmm. years old. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, in that moment, it, it could have seemed like, God, how, how is this being faithful? So walk mm -hmm. us through that. Like, I mean, there's some moments where 
I mean, at least I would have. I mean, maybe, maybe you would. In my mind, losing my spouse in that moment could really test that idea, even of of Jesus being my best friend. It doesn't doesn't feel that way. So what what brought you through? I mean, is it just going back to the best friend piece? What is the thing that that we can all learn from in that? Well, Pastor Brian, the church was my family. The church is the family of God. And they were a family that surrounded me with love. Healthy church surrounded me with love and care. The men of the church would invite my boys to go on the excursions with the uh, Royal Rangers. And there would be many times, I remember during, um, they used to do that, what did they do that little, when they had the cars, made the cars? Oh, Pinewood Derby. Pinewood Derby. I didn't know how to do a Pinewood Derby. <laughs> One of the men in the church stepped up, helped him. He came in first. Wow. <laughs> but it was, I have to say, someone came to me and said, now that your husband is gone you and had been ill, you need to get away, take a vacation. But it was like, I can't leave my family because they meant so much to me. Wow. And that's why I think that I have such a strong appreciation for Healthy Church. Yeah. And so thank you for your leadership. It means the world to me. Well, I, I feel like I have a great foundation that I get to work from. Yeah. And, uh, and so when I think of even faithfulness, so then the story continues to go on. You know, Bill Leach, young youth pastor, I mean, 23, 23 um, they ask him, hey, Bill, will you be the pastor? And here's this young guy, and I know I've talked with Bill, and he'll, he'll say that it was those seasons where early on, he's like, I was learning from sis. I was learning from other, <laughs> other pastors and other people, because he's like, I, I felt like there were times where I was in over my head. Uh, but yet God was faithful during that season the church began to grow, um, and, and really, it wasn't, it, it was growing before, but it just continued to yes, grow. Yes, um, yes. Which in a lot of ways, people would have said, oh, there's no way that'll happen. Yes, yes. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, the property, now, can you, can you, so I've heard about this miracle story when it comes to the land. So like, because Rich actually said the other day when I was talking with him, he said, you know the story of the miracle of how we got the land on mm -hmm. 223. And I said, mm -hmm. no, I thought I kind of knew a little bit about it. But when I really started thinking about it, I was like, I don't really know that whole story. So mm -hmm. it was, us, it was before my, before my husband passed and they had been looking because we had outgrown the prop or the buildings on airport road for, for major moves you know, going for a larger building. And so my husband ran across the 50 acres out on uh, Beecher. Mm -hmm. And he knew the man. Again, Brian, his, Pastor Brian, it was his contact with community. He knew the man. He knew that it was for sale. But they were deliberating. That was a big step. Yeah. $1,000 an acre. And that was a lot of money that we didn't have mm -hmm. at the time. And so they were deliberating. They were praying about it. And the man was hospitalized that owned the property. And so my husband went to visit him just to call him, to have prayer with him. 
And he looked at my husband and said, you need to talk to your board. You need to tell them that if you want this property, you better get it because when I am gone, my children are not going to sell it for $1,000 an acre. So they moved on it, the board moved on it, and we were able to purchase the property. And then, of course, shortly after is when um, Art went to be with the Lord. Wow. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was like the Lord knew both. Both sides. Mm -hmm. The faithfulness of God, knowing that chances are that property would have almost doubled in yeah. price. Yeah. And would we have had the right person? I mean, I'm sure it would have been a lot harder for a young 23-year-old pastor to say, hey, let's buy this property. Right. Correct. But God knew. God wow. knew. The timing, the miracle of that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. God is awesome, isn't he? he Every detail. I think of that scripture so many times about the steps of the godly, Psalm mm -hmm. 37, being or ordered of the Lord. But then the next line says he delights in every detail when you really look into that use a magnifying glass every detail pastor brian every detail of our lives he delights and he takes us there yeah in the morning oh Lord you hear my voice in the morning I lay my request before you and I wait in expectation Titus 1 2 we were just soaping in there says the faith and knowledge resting on the hope of the eternal life which God who does not lie promised before the beginning of time Sis talked about Jesus being a best friend. Jesus being someone who listens. Someone who's honest. You see, Jesus gave his life for us. John 15, 13 says that there's no greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus laid his life down for each and every one of us. He's made promises to us, and those promises have become true and have always played out. He has loved us unconditionally. Jesus truly has been a best friend. As we go back to the story there with Sis, one of the things that you'll continue to hear is how God has been in the details. How many of you are glad that God is in the details of our life? And what you'll see is you'll see the correlation between Sis's life and the life of the church. Now, I believe that her life was experiencing the blessings of God and the favor of God because the church was experiencing the favor of God. I believe that when our church is blessed and our church is, is experiencing the blessings of God, you should also be experiencing the blessings of God. And I see that in my own life. I see that in the lives of others in our church. And so I just want to remind you that Jesus not only wants to be a best friend to you in your life, but he is in each and every detail of your life. So listen to a little bit more of the story. So, I mean, I know you're really familiar with the story of the children of Israel and the wandering in the desert, you know, but how God faithfully led them even through that season, right? So like, 
your husband passes away, that can be seen as kind of a dark cloud season, but yet you saw the faithfulness of God in that. Bill Leach becomes a pastor, leads the church to the season, is able to work off of a foundation really that your husband laid the ground for. And then from there, Bill, I mean, just we see incredible growth continuing to happen. They build the building there uh, off of 223, start, start seeing God do that. Like, talk us to those early years, I mean, because that was quite the building to build in Adrian, of all places, right? Right, right, it was. I think Pastor Leach really had a heart after God. As young as he was, one of the outstanding things I remember about him, he was a man of prayer. He was a man of prayer. And though he was young, he really had a lot of good sense. He was an intelligent young man. And um, he told one time, that he had only been here a couple of months when my husband passed away. He had never been to a funeral, ever. And, uh, but he had such a heart after God and, and, and in prayer. And he said that he had, a, he had a desire to fulfill the vision that Ardett had for building that building uh, out on 223. And, um, he was very kind, he was very gracious. I can truthfully say that in 17 years, there was just a really a, a strong spirit of team. His wife was very involved. She was behind the scenes, but very involved. We love Marilyn, isn't she awesome? Love her, I love her. And uh, there were just some wonderful times, days of sharing. and. He was respected in the community. He got out into the community. He, uh, I remember one thing that uh, he never missed going to my son's basketball games or football games or baseball games. And in doing that, he was getting acquainted with people in this community and they were saying, wow, young man, but look at the responsibility he has accepted and done it in such a beautiful way where he is stepping in to be a father image to those boys. And even, I mean, not just talking faithfulness to the church. Right. Faithfulness to you, faithfulness to your mm -hmm. boys. And what an incredible legacy. Yes, yes a it legacy was. Of faithfulness. It's a great legacy. You want a little bit of humor? Sure. <laughs> he loved taking Doug, my son Doug, to the hospital when he made visits. He told me, they always cry when I bring Doug. When I go by myself, they don't cry. <laughs> and that was kind of a, just kind of a fun thing that yeah. we remember. Well, yeah. and now to think about the fact that Doug, little mm -hmm. Dougie, as some would call him, I mean, your son faithfully served in different roles. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's the general superintendent of the Assembly mm -hmm. of God. I mean, that was probably a pretty proud mama moment right there. When all that a little happened. scary. A little scary. <laughs> a little scary. Thing. Well, I mean, you are the yes, first lady. I, I, and like you're, you're, you're the first mom yeah, yeah. of the assemblies mm -hmm. of God. But brother and sister Leach had a great, great impact on the lives of my boys. Another little humor story. I've never been one into fashion, and you know they were growing teenagers. So whenever they needed to shop for clothes, they always wanted Marilyn Leach because she. <laughs> 
yeah, so that was so just yeah. so many, so many ways that they blessed us. I mean, how do you church. feel about me wearing shorts? You wearing sand? shorts? Yeah. Have at it. <laughs> have at it. <laughs> now, what if I had holy jeans? Uh, we might have a meeting. <laughs> I would volunteer to sew them for you. Patch them. <laughs> You'd sew my jeans. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, that would be awesome. Um, so, when you think of like the prophetic and just what God has been speaking to our church, there has been an underlining theme that seems to be rising up every time we talk about the various pastors who have served here. Because uh, then after Bill, uh, Pastor Leach, excuse me, he goes and becomes the, the Michigan District Superintendent. So he's over all the Somebody's Got Churches in Michigan. And then your son, actually, Rich, comes and becomes the pastor here uh, at Bethany. I mean, uh, another moment where literally, I'm sure that for you, it was kind of a moment of seeing God's faithfulness again. So talk us through that. I mean, like. Yeah, yeah. I had a thought, just lost it, but it'll come back. <laughs> uh, uh, it always comes back to God's faithfulness. Um, did lose it. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, the, those days of, and sometimes, Pastor, when you're walking through that, you know that God is there, but there are still those speed bumps, there are still those wows, and, uh, and yet, and yet, I want to say this right, and yet, Foundationally, it's like he's been faithful. Hmm. I don't think God could be anything but faithful. Faithful. Oh, I know what I was thinking about. Now I'll say this. Um, even in providing Pastor Leach for the boys to mentor them, to love them, he took time out of his busy schedule to go to their games and as well as others in the church. He didn't neglect the duties of the church, but that was a part of it, uh, being there for them. So... Well, and I think too the beauty is, is that it wasn't just Bill doing that. As I've been told, it was board members. It was other men in the church. Exactly. It was the church being a family. Yeah. It wasn't like it was just an adoption that took place. Right. It was literally a family affair of like, mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to do life together. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that I love so much about the idea of us being in groups is, is that it's great that we can gather together, but I mean, 800 on a weekend, you know, plus mm -hmm. it's hard to have a close family when your family's that large. So when we can break it into these smaller groups, it allows us to do community in a way mm -hmm. to where the baseball games happen and people yeah. are doing life together and man, so-and-so needs prayer the group is gathering around and praying and believing and that's right for all the seasons yeah for every season and for every situation it may not have been the same people all the time although there were some but for everything that arises I I shall never forget this is personal is it okay I shall never forget the night I got a phone call I had not been able to attend Doug's football game in Ann Arbor. I'd not been able for some reason. 
At 11 o'clock, he wasn't home, and it was his coach. And he said to me, Doug took a hit in the game. He's paralyzed from the waist down. We have him at U of M. Don't come running up here. They'll be keeping him all night. Those were the coach's words. So my heart just, and I didn't know what to do. And I, I paced back and forth. And, and I got a call, and it was from a young man in our church. Uh, his name was Paul Matash. He was one of our sound men. And he had been on his way from Benton Harbor, stopped in Ann Arbor when he saw the bus, the, uh, the school bus, went in, couldn't find Doug. They told him what happened, went right up to the hospital, U of M, called me and said, I will be with him all night and I, I will stay, po you, I will post you at any changes. Hmm. And that's how, that was a season. That was a young man who was there and then at other seasons, different people. And that's why, that's why the whole family of God need to come together because as my dear pastor, Brian, you, better together, how true that is. Yeah. Better together. I love that, I love that. And of course, Doug was healed. Yes. There was no yes. lasting yes. anything in that, in that moment. Because right. God is once again, faithful right and uh, in the midst of those seasons so and we've seen other people in the church it's not just my family but other people that have gone through very very difficult and are going through and they are experiencing the love support of a church family the love and faithfulness of God and people have been uh, I like to say called to that ministry for that season, yeah. uh, to that particular person that they have a connection with. Yeah, and how many times do we not even know the impact that that moment is going to make on someone's life? We may look at that impact and say, oh, that's just insignificant, but yet that could be a turning point for someone's life. Oh, exactly. And exactly. showing the faithfulness of who God is. Exactly. I mean, how many times have maybe been moments where it's like, you needed that, and yet it's like, how is this going to happen? But someone answered that call. That's right. That's right. And that's why we have to be in tune and alert mm -hmm. to know. And I, I think we're talking about God's faithfulness. And I think when we acknowledge his faithfulness day by day, day by day, we, we share his heart for the lost, for the hurting. And that's when we can become aware. Instead of, I know there have been days in my life that maybe I haven't been aware. Oh, I didn't know that, you know, I wasn't aware. But when we remind ourselves of God's faithfulness, if we do that regularly, then we have His heart. And then when we have His heart, then we become aware, oh yes, I can help that person. I can minister to that person. So good, so good. So talk me through a little bit of, you know, so your son becomes the pastor at Bethany. I mean, that's a little crazy right there. I mean, the one that other men were helping raise and really pouring into all those years he comes in, he was the youth pastor, right? Or was a youth pastor? He was the youth pastor 
when Pastor Leach left and then he became pastor. There's something about the youth pastor becoming the pastor. Yes. That's been a part of the story uh, for so long. I know Pastor Casey has always been nervous about that. He always says, Pastor Brian, don't go anywhere. And but talk me through that season with Rich though. It was a great, grand, glorious season for, for me to have Rich and Lisa. Lisa was a phenomenal teacher. Hmm. She taught couples class and I still get reports of uh, women and men that come to me and say, you know, she was very instrumental in us saving our marriage. She loved God with all her heart. And and then of course, Rich, hard for me not to be a little bit prejudiced, but I think Rich is one of probably the most outstanding preachers I've ever heard, but I'm the mom, but I, I think it's so. He had a heart after God, he loved people. Uh, he was a listener. Mm -hmm. When people came to him, he listened. Yeah. And that's a big thing. That is a really big thing. So it was just very, it was exciting to see the church grow, to see finances grow, and to see a, a, a new season for Bethany. And of course, uh, because he grew up in this area uh, and people had known his dad and known him and known from school, uh, they loved him and he was able to really um, touch a lot of lives. Yeah. In fact, we have a young man coming to church right now that played football mm. with Rich, and we have a chance to talk about it and how much, how much Rich's influence has helped him through some troubled times. Wow. And just just watching God faithfully do a work in and through your son. Right. And and I and I won't. I I know you always tell me you're always like you're my favorite second preacher. Well, actually third. Actually, I think I'm a few layers down. You have some great preachers in your life. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> it's okay, as long as I make the list. If, if, am I, I'm at least in the top 10. You are. Okay, at least I'm in the top 10. <laughs> However, that, that has another side to it. Yeah. The side that when I come to church, when people come to church, if, they're, if we're not sitting there thinking, well, I wonder what we're going to get today. But when we come, we come and say, God has something for me today. Mm. He will not fail. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What's, even, even when there's a skeleton or what was that other thing? A bike on stage. A bike on stage. <laughs> but when we come, and that's what you know, I try to do, I try to come and say, okay, God, you have something to speak to me. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. I need it. I, I can't count the amount of times that you've come up to me after a gathering and said, that was a word for me. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, okay, like spiritual giant, you know, in, in so many people's lives sitting here saying this. And I, just, I love that. I feel like one of the things that I love so much with you is the faithfulness piece, but, but even being faithful to being teachable, because right. it's very easy as we get older to, to not be teachable. Oh, I've got the answers, I've got the spirit out. Yeah. I've been serving the Lord, you know, so many years here, and I've been here at this church this long, but you really have remained teachable. How, how have you done that? I guess 
I, I don't know, I guess because I need it. I guess because I, I want to be. Um, I've learned through the years that changes are inevitable. And one of the issues that older people have is we just like to stay comfortable, keep doing it the way we don't fix it if it's not broke. But, but the only thing, the only person that isn't changeable is Christ. Hmm. So if he's in control, the changes come. Is he a part of that or not? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I believe that he is still in control. Hmm. I believe when it's his time for a change, he allows it. I'm not saying we don't make mistakes, but I'm saying that I just feel that we are always learning more and more. I like to learn things about the Lord every day. I like to listen to what God is speaking through the people he is called. And there's all, I feel there's always something good from everything everybody says if you really listen and go beyond yeah. what maybe your human flesh is saying, you know. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, that does make sense. But I, I just, uh, you know, the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. And I think there are probably situations we get into that we could maybe grumble, complain, or say, how come? And, um, but I don't think that's what God wants. God is faithful. He wants us to be faithful. I want him, I want to be faithful to him because he's faithful to me. He's faithful to me so I can be faithful to him by supporting those who preach the word, those who teach the word. The last, this last video I'm going to show you, this last one, because um, there's actually another one that I'm not going to show you. <laughs> this last video um, is really near to my heart because there was a really special moment that happened at the end of it. And... Um, when I think about faithfulness, you'll see an example of someone who's faithful in these moments. Watch this. So, so Rich is the pastor. He feels like God is then stirring his heart and everything. He steps into a different role as a senior pastor. Um, and so the church begins searching and begins looking. Uh, at this point in time, there's not a youth pastor that they're looking to <laughs> in-house. Uh, so they look outside and uh, they find uh, a gentleman, uh, Pastor Randy Santiago mm -hmm. from uh, Texas, and he moves up here. And uh, I mean, God's still faithful in that season. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I know one of the things that I've heard a lot is just the fact that, I mean, Pastor Randy could preach in the words of one of the former staff members, he could preach the paint off the walls, oh. <laughs> is what they said. Um, but I mean, I know that you've said that he was just an amazing mm -hmm. communicator in that way. Yes. So can maybe talk to that for a second. Okay, um, one of the things that I feel that in that, you know, God anoints his word. Mm -hmm. And when he was preaching, there was a definite anointing and that was a period of time where we saw many, many 
people come to the Lord. And you could feel it. Yeah. I could feel it. I knew when we would bow our heads, I could feel that word is penetrating the hearts of people. Mm. And so it was. And it God was, was faithful in those moments. Faithful in those moments. Faithful in those moments. Seeing growth happen in the church. Exactly. And as at the same time as people are getting saved and there's a lot of that happening, there's quite a bit of change that's going in the church. I mean, from aesthetically, things happening in the church to, I mean, there, there was movement happening throughout the church right. body, right. which I'm sure it sometimes was a little difficult in the midst of some of that change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, look at that smile there. <laughs> <laughs> I have two words yes. to say to you, but God. But God. But God was faithful hmm. through it all. Yeah. Through the years, yeah. God is faithful, and uh, so, so then things get to a place where, uh, unfortunately, Pastor Randy was removed from the pastoral role, mm -hmm. and um, and I, I know in that season it could seem like the legacy of Bethany, in a moment where things there's struggles, you know, there's struggles mm -hmm. as a church. Um, things that have happened um, that really aren't important in there because God's a God who restores and God's a God who forgives but at the same time here's this church that you love hurting and I mean you're hurting the church is hurting and uh, this young guy named Brian and his wife Kasha come onto the scene. Hallelujah. And walk me through a little <laughs> bit of that moment. Well, going back, I think the rewards, God rewards things that have happened maybe way in the past. And our church had always been community. Not quite as much maybe as since you've been here, Brian. But during that time, people would come up to me from the community and say, we love Bethany, we're praying for Bethany. We know God's gonna send a man of God. You know, that, which was very, very comforting yeah. during that moment, so. And then, um, and then you and Kasha came. And it was love at first sight. <laughs> it was love at first sight. One of the ladies in the congregation that had known you came up to me and said, oh, this young man and his wife and went on and on what a blessing what a and we just knew it there again God's faithfulness Brian because of the direction the path that happened in your life yeah. even in the life of our church mm -hmm. and um, healing healing came amazingly yeah. fast yeah, it, it's kind of interesting to think back at that because mm -hmm. we're kind of, we've kind of broken some of the molds that have been out there. They say, you know, hey, this takes this long, this long. Yeah. And I mean, there's been time that has happened, but man, we really have seen God just do some amazing things in some short periods of time as we've continued to move forward. Right. right. It's interesting to think about, okay, so think about this for a second with me. So my background being kids ministry all those years in student ministry the fact that rich's background was you know student ministry you know uh bill leach is being you know there has been this underlining calling that god has had upon bethany 
to reach the next generation Always. and really to empower the next generation. And God has faithfully brought leaders to this church who have a heart and passion for our young people. So maybe just talk to that for a minute and just maybe walk through what you've seen God do in that. That has been an amazing, another, I hate to keep using that word, but till I think of a better word, I'll use that. Amazing to watch how God has used. I was working with a couple of the ladies in the church. We were recounting how many young people or a lot, most of them are young when they left, have gone out into ministry and we were close to or over the 200 mark. Wow. Gone into, now, some of them may not have been in pastoral work. Yeah. They might, but they were involved in Christian, even in churches, uh, a professor at ORU, or, and it has just been so exciting to see that happen. And that, again, is the faithfulness of God because Miss Annabelle, the founder of this church, that was her desire to reach, I know you know the, her saying. Say it for all of us. Yeah, to reach the lambs and the sheep will follow. And then the lambs grew and grew and had a the heart lambs, after God. And the lambs became sheep. Sheep, and now they have their lambs. Yeah. But it's been, yes, that's been, we've seen just miraculous things that I remember just pulling it out of my head right now quickly I sure there was more there was one graduating class where 20 young people went into ministry wow went into ministry and uh, and it's happening again yeah it's happening again my daughter your daughter <laughs> I know and now I mean and then we have I mean so I mean this year alone I I can think of five of our seniors who this year are actually in ministry like that's what they're doing they're going yes. into ministry yes. whether missions or whether they're going to Bethel for school of ministry or southeastern like my daughter I mean they feel a calling in their life which is so so exciting to see us returning back to those years and I I think it just goes right back to the faithfulness of who God is yep. his heart and desire for our community has been really to see us reach the the lambs. That's right. The church triumphant is alive and well. No matter what statistics might come out on Facebook, the church triumphant is alive and well. And God is the same yesterday, today, forever. And his call is there. The word is being preached. And uh, so, praise God. <laughs> praise God. Well, thank you so much for letting me be here in your home with you and just sharing pieces of your story. I'm yes. um, sharing pieces of the story of, of Bethany and the mm -hmm. faithfulness of who God is. It has been a pleasure. Could you do just one thing for me real quick here in, in your home? Would you just take a moment and would you pray for me? I sure will. As I, will uh, I continue to, to pastor this church and lead us into this new season and everything, I would love that. I would love to do that, Brian. You know you are called of God. You have been sent by God for this time and this place. Like Esther, remember what was said about Esther, yeah. Called to the kingdom for just such an hour. Great responsibility, but a great God. Yeah, yeah he never calls us. The will of God never takes us where the grace and mercy 
peace, help, strength, wisdom of God will not sustain us. So thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that we can be confident. You have told us to cast not away our confidence, for it is great recompense of reward. Lord, our confidence is not in ourselves. Our confidence is in you. Our confidence as we look back, Lord, to see and remember your faithfulness. Lord, you haven't changed. So I pray that we will not ever ever lose our confidence. Lord, when the burden gets heavy, I pray for Pastor Brian, Kasha, the family. I pray that you will help them, remind them, remind them, Lord, how much you love them because your love just covers a lot. Yes. I pray, Lord, that you will help them to cast every care on you. Yes. I help them, Lord, that yes. as, they, as we go forward in the future, more than anything else, Lord, we need your anointing. It, yes. Because it's the anointing that breaks yes, the yoke. Yes. And when the enemy comes yes. in, we can yes. shout. We can yes. shout that God is on our side and we yes. are on God's side. And there is nothing yes. too difficult for you, God. Nothing too difficult mm -hmm. for you, oh God, to perfect your plan. Lord, we thank you for Miss Annabelle. Donna, we thank you for... Arthur Clay, we thank you for William Leach. We thank you for Rich Clay. We thank you for Rand. We thank you, but now, Lord, we are in this moment. And you are in this moment. The past was beautiful. The past was wonderful. But this is the moment that we are living in. And Lord, as Brian and Kasha be, uh, continue to lead us and continue to share their heart's desire and continue to uh, have a vision for what you're doing, not only in our church, but in the community, in the other churches. Lord, we just give you thanks and praise and say, Lord, strengthen them. Lord, keep them. Lord, help them. Lord, when it looks, when it looks gloomy or whether the sun is shining, Lord, help them to know that we serve a God who never, never changes. And we are to remember this. We already remember this for your word tells us. And so today, in this moment, Lord, in this moment, just continue, continue, pour out your spirit. And Lord, it, what a blessing. What a peace is ours. God, great is your faithfulness. Yes. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. And so I thank you and I praise you now for this wonderful moment we've had of sharing. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we pray this. Amen. 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 And so you've seen through the life of Sis Clay faithfulness, and you've heard of the story of God's faithfulness throughout this entire church body for 75 years. And so today we celebrate faithfulness. We celebrate that God is faithful and that he is in the midst of all of the details. just want to encourage you today uh, as we uh, conclude this gathering is that there will be a prayer team that will be down up front and faithfully they want to pray with you and believe God for the best. We believe that prayer works. You've heard testimony of the fact that prayer works. God is doing something in and through our church and we get to be a part of that. And so I just want to challenge you with this one thought. Be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful to the family that God's entrusted you with. Be faithful to your church. Be faithful to the community. Be faithful to your workplace. Be faithful 
because God is faithful. And if God is living inside of you, you can be faithful to others. In honor of Sis Clay, who unfortunately is not able to be here today because she actually, uh, one of her grandchildren is actually getting married and uh, this weekend. And uh, so she's been a part of that. But in honor of Sis Clay, we have chocolate. Because if you've ever known Sis, she loves chocolate. In fact, if you see here and you're like, man, I, I would love to give you something. You know, what could I give Sis Clay? Dark chocolate. She loves dark chocolate. She loves, really, she just loves any type of chocolate. So in the event center, we have lots of chocolate, and we have chocolate milk, and we have donuts, and we have all those fun things like coffee and other things. And so today, the close of the gathering is this. Be faithful. Prayer team will be up front. But go in there and eat some chocolate in honor of Sis Clay, because she would want you to eat chocolate. We love you guys. Love to see you next week. Pastor Bill Leach will be with us next week and be sharing. It's going to be phenomenal. God bless.